0: Section 37 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 3, by Henry Gray. The Diploic Veins The diploic veins occupy channels in the diploe of the cranial bones. They are large and exhibit at irregular intervals pouch-like dilatations. Their walls are thin and formed of endothelium resting upon a layer of elastic tissue. So long as the cranial bones are separable from one another, these veins are confined to the particular bones. But when the sutures are obliterated, they unite with each other and increase in size. They communicate with the meningeal veins and the sinuses of the dura mater, and with the veins of the pericranium they consist of one the frontal which opens into the supraorbital vein and the superior sagittal sinus two the anterior temporal which is confined chiefly to the frontal bone and opens into the sphenoparietal sinus and into one of the deep temporal veins through an aperture in the great wing of the sphenoid three the posterior temporal which is situated in the parietal bone and ends in the transverse sinus, through an aperture at the mastoid angle of the parietal bone, or through the mastoid foramen. And 4. The occipital, the largest of the four, which is confined to the occipital bone, and opens either externally into the occipital vein, or internally into the transverse sinus, or into the confluence of the sinuses. TORCULAR HEROPHYLE THE veins OF THE BRAIN The veins of the brain possess no valves, and their walls, owing to the absence of muscular tissue, are extremely thin. They pierce the arachnoid membrane and the inner or meningeal layer of the dura mater and open into the cranial venous sinuses. They may be divided into two sets, cerebral and cerebellar. Cerebral veins, (venae cerebri, are divisible into external and internal groups according as they drain the outer surfaces or the inner parts of the hemispheres. The external veins are the superior, inferior, and middle cerebral. The superior cerebral veins, venae cerebri superioris, 8 to 12 in number, drain the superior, lateral, and medial surfaces of the hemispheres and are mainly lodged in the sulci between the gyri, but some run across the gyri. They open into the superior sagittal sinus. The anterior veins runs nearly at right angles to the sinus. The posterior and larger veins are directed obliquely forward and open into the sinus in a direction more or less opposed to the current of the blood contained within it. The middle cerebral vein, vena cerebri media, superficial sylvian vein, begins on the lateral surface of the hemisphere and, Running along the lateral cerebral fissure ends in the cavernous or the sphenoparietal sinus. It is connected A. with the superior sagittal sinus by the great anastomotic vein of Trollard, which opens into one of the superior cerebral veins, B. with the transverse sinus by the posterior anastomotic vein of Labbe, which courses over the temporal lobe. The inferior cerebral veins, venae cerebri inferioris, of small size drain the under surfaces of the hemispheres those on the orbital surface of the frontal lobe join the superior cerebral veins and through these open into the superior sagittal sinus those of the temporal lobe anastomose with the middle cerebral and basal veins and join the cavernous sphenoparietal and superior petrosal sinuses the basal vein is formed at the anterior perforated substance by the union of a a small anterior cerebral vein which accompanies the anterior cerebral artery b the deep middle cerebral vein deep Sylvian vein which receives tributaries from the insula and neighboring gyri and runs in the lower part of the lateral cerebral fissure and c the inferior striate veins which leave the corpus triatum through the anterior perforated substance the basal vein passes backward around the cerebral peduncle and ends in the internal cerebral vein, vein of Galen. It receives tributaries from the interpeduncular fossa, the inferior horn of the lateral ventricle, the hippocampal gyrus, and the midbrain. The internal cerebral veins, venae cerebri interne, veins of Galen, deep cerebral veins, drain the deep parts of the hemisphere, and are two in number. Each is formed near the interventricular foramen by the union of the terminal and choroid veins. They run backward parallel with one another between the layers of the tela choroidea of the third ventricle and beneath the splenium of the corpus callosum, where they unite to form a short trunk, the great cerebral vein. Just before their union, each receives the corresponding basal vein. The terminal vein, vena terminalis, vena corporis triati, commences in the groove between the corpus triatin and thalamus, receives numerous veins from both of these parts, and unites behind the crust fornices of the choroid vein to form one of the internal cerebral veins. The choroid vein runs along the whole length of the choroid plexus, and receives veins from the hippocampus, the fornix, and the corpus callosum. The great cerebral vein, vena cerebri magna, galini, great vein of galen, formed by the union of the two internal cerebral veins, is a short median trunk which curves backward and upward through the splenium of the corpus callosum and ends in the anterior extremity of the straight sinus. The cerebellar veins are placed on the surface of the cerebellum and are disposed in two sets, superior and inferior. The superior cerebellar veins, Vene cerebelli superiores, pass partly forward and medialward across the superior vermis to end in the straight sinus and the internal cerebral veins, partly lateralward to the transverse and superior petrosal sinuses. The inferior cerebellar veins, Vene cerebelli inferiores, of large size, end in the transverse, superior petrosal, and occipital sinuses. End of section 37